Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Today, before we continue on our teaching, I just want to introduce you to some resources, some books that I've been using. For those of you that have the opportunity or in a position to be able to get these books, I will encourage you to get them. And you will see that some of the things I've been teaching here, you will come across it in some of these resources. So the first one I'm going to share with you is this book called In the Beginning, the opening chapter of the book of Genesis. Some of these books can be difficult to read, but they are precious. They are priceless. So the second book is called The Librating Image, Imago Dei in Genesis chapter 1. That is by Richard Middleton. So that is a very, very interesting book. Let me introduce you to two more. There's another book called The True Image, The Origin and Destiny of Man in Christ by Philip Edgum Hill. So this is the last book, The God of Creation, Truth and Gospel in Genesis chapter 1 by Richard Philip. And now if you just want to buy one, and one that will probably gently ease you into this teaching, I will advise this last one, the God of creation, truth and gospel in Genesis chapter 1. I have to say it's not as in-depth as the other three, but it's quite good. It's a gentle introduction. I think the majority of them are not in, on Kindle. That is why I had to buy the books. I, I definitely know that one of them, uh, the, the liberating image, that is on Kindle. So that is a Kindle. But the other three, I, I'm very sure they are not on Kindle. But who knows? Just look for them. Look for them. And um, and just, just, just look for them. And I think, and I believe, not I think, I believe they will be a blessing to you. Okay, so let's go back to where we are. Let's read our foundational scripture by the by now you know we read this scripture almost all the time. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the heart and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So last time we we're looking at this issue of dominion. We we're asking ourselves, what is dominion? What is man's dominion? And what is the nature of humanity's dominion? And today we want to look at the scope of humanity's dominion. And we saw that humanity was to rule the earth on behalf of God. That the man and the woman, they are not ruling as owner. They are ruling as stewards. They are accountable to God. That men and women, when God created us, he created us as managers to, to manage or to rule under the chief executive who is God himself. The rule of humanity is to mirror the character of the sovereign rule of God. And this is very, very important. You know, remember the last time we were talking about the fact that contemporary readers of the scripture may actually misunderstood this whole teaching about kingdom, number one, because it's foreign to most of us. Okay, number two, also because history is littered with despotic rulers who actually oppress and take advantage of their citizens. Okay, but that is not God. And we've done that last week, go back. So it is important for us to understand that 
the, the, the rule of humanity, the rule of the man and the woman that God created is supposed to mirror the character of the suffering rule of God. And like God, humanity's rule is supposed to be in righteousness for the good of the earth because that is the rule of God. It's a rule of righteousness. Remember the Bible said the scepters of the kingdom of, of Christ is the scepter of righteousness. In summary, man's dominion, humanity's dominion, the man and the woman, their dominion, their rule, their reign is to be that of a righteous, responsible, and accountable dominion. Remember, we took time to look at the Hebrew word that I used for dominion the last time. So today we want to look at the scope of humanity's dominion. So let's read Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle of the and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Psalm 8, verses 6 to 8. Thou madest him, that is man, that is humanity. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep, and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, and the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever pass through the path of the sea. So we are asking ourselves, we, we've looked at, the, what is dominion? We've looked at the nature of the dominion of man. Now we are looking at the scope of the dominion of man. And we can see here that the dominion that God gave man was all-encompassing. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 said, God gave man dominion over everything really. Dominion over the fish in the sea, over the fowl in the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, not just the living things over all the earth but man humanity didn't exercise this dominion we saw this dominion preeminently exercised by the ultimate man <laughs> the ultimate man the the son of man the lord jesus christ himself so what you saw him do in the new testament is him exercising that dominion for the good of the creation it was it was the bible says for this purpose was the son of man manifested to destroy the works of the devil demons were screaming and coming out of people he was healing people he was raising them from the dead he also have authority over the elements okay about you know the people say what manner of man is there that even the wind and the waves obey him that was the dominion that god gave to man in the first place God said, let them make mine our own image. Because man was created in the image of God, he had dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea. You remember when the Lord Jesus told Peter to go and fish? What about when fisher couldn't, Peter and the rest, they fish all night. The Lord Jesus actually said, throw the net again. This is the uh, dominion that, that is exercising over the fowl of the air. Over the fowl of the air. You remember God fed his... his, his prophet with the fowl of the air. God fed them in the wilderness with fowls over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, this is going to be very, very important because, unfortunately, there was the fall. But the, you, you will see here that humanity already, already have the authority to have dealt with that, but they didn't use that authority. We'll come to that when we come to that. Now, Psalm 8 verses 6 to 8 also show us the scope of this dominion he said and the, the psalmist was was singing david was singing said what is man who are we that you have the, you, that, that you are mindful of us we've been into this psalm before but what we want to see here is that thou hast made him to have dominion 
over the works of your hand. All the works of the hand of God that we saw in the book of Genesis, God creating God, you know, kinging and creating this and creating that, you know, the seven days, not living things, living things. The psalmist was writing here by the Spirit of God. He said that thou hast made him to have dominion. Remember what we talk about dominion? The last taking, go back if you are not here. Over the works of your hand, thou hast put all things under his feet. Man and the woman, humanity was created to have dominion. God put all things, everything under his feet. Again, we saw this dominion, you know, ultimately exercised in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. All sheep, all oxen, yea, even the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passed through the path of the sea. This was the scope, this was the extent to which God created his man and his woman and gave them dominion. So, humanity as the image of God occupied this royal office on earth. They were to rule as God's representative on earth. They were to rule as God's agent on earth. It is very, very important. And one of the things we've seen is that the image, man being created in the image of God and in the likeness of God is closely linked with the dominion, with the ability to rule. We, but we need to understand that the dominion is a direct consequence of the image, but not the essence of the divine image. The dominion is not the image. It is closely linked, okay? It is two sides of the coin. The dominion is a direct consequence of the image because man was created as the image of God, and in the image of God, he was given dominion. He has dominion. So the dominion was a direct consequence of the image, but it is they are so closely related that we could almost substitute them for each other. That is how, how closely, created, closely linked they are. Because man and the woman is created in the image of God, they have dominion. The image marks the distinction between humanity and the animal. And that image qualify humanity to have dominion. Praise the Lord. So, God is the ultimate kingmaker. We've seen that. The God that we see in the, in the book of Genesis is a God that is king. Is the king of kings. Is the overlord. And we saw in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 the coronation of the king and the queen of earth. God crowned humanity as king and queen of earth, and God gave them dominion. Now, I've repeated this today because this is one of the things I want to step into. It was God that gave them the dominion. Remember, we, we did this about two or three teaching ago. We went to Daniel chapter 2, that it is God that gave dominion because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. The reason I'm stressing this is because there is a counterfeit, you know, king, let me put it that way, there's a counterfeit prince, you know, on the horizon. And that is the devil. Because the devil is always attempting to counterfeit God. So I want to talk about the counterfeit dominion. The devil is always attempting to counterfeit God. He attempted to give the ultimate dominion over the whole earth to the Lord Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse, verses 8 to 10. But only God can give such dominion. Let's read Matthew chapter 4. The temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this was the, the, the third one. Again, the devil taketh him, the Lord Jesus Christ, up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the 
kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All those things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said the Lord Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Praise the Lord. So we see here the devil trying to counterfeit God. And unfortunately, this is the problem of, isn't it, that oftentimes we have been, because of the despotic, because of the counterfeit kingship and, and dominion that we've seen around us, we've come, to it, we've come to allow the devil to use that to taint the revelation of God that we see in the scripture. And this is why this teaching is coming on to us. You know, the story here is that the Lord Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. You remember, John the Baptist said, no, I'm not going to allow you to baptize me. The Lord Jesus said, let it be that we may fulfill all righteousness. John baptized the Lord Jesus Christ as he was coming up. The Bible said the heaven was open. The Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. There was a voice that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That is one of the various areas in the scripture when you see the three Trinity actually manifested at once. Jesus baptized, the heaven opened, the voice of the Father, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And immediately after that, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And this was the ultimate temptation where the devil showed him all the kingdom of the world. Now, the one first thing I want us to see is the, that there is the kingdoms of the world. God created it. God inaugurated it. God coronated man to be his king. Obviously, something went horribly wrong. We will get to that. But here we have the devil showing, because he has stolen it, he has illegally stolen it, but it is not his to give. The devil is a liar. He said, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and he said, all these things will I give you. What is the catch? If you will fall down and worship me. The devil is always looking to counterfeit God. You know, and this is what the the Antichrist will also do. The Antichrist is a counterfeit Christ. Remember, a couple of teaching ago, and also we mentioned this during the end of the year and beginning of the year, also we have counterfeit prophets, we have counterfeit teachers, we have counterfeit gospel, we have counterfeit love. God is love, but we have counterfeit love. And this is the reason why you and I have to understand the scripture. We have to grow. We have to, so that we are not tossed to and fro by all this wind of doctrine. The devil is a counterfeiter. The Bible says that he presents himself as angel of light. He said, all these things will I give you. And he's still in that business of counterfeiting. And we will see that he actually, this was the same method and technique he used to pull the first man and the first woman. He said, all this will I give you. If thou will fall down and worship me. And this is, this is the devil, isn't it? The, the God that we saw in the book of Genesis chapter 1 was, was working for the good of his creature. Yes, the creature worship him because they are appreciative. The creature worship him because they stand in awe of his glory, of his mercy, of his love. They worship him out of their own volition. When they see his goodness and his kindness and his, and his grace and his blessing, 
That is the king of righteousness. That is the king of holiness. That is the king of grace. That's the king of mercy. But he is king of judgment. That if we are rebel, this same king bears the rule. But the devil here said, give me your worship, he said. And there's a whole lot of that that goes on today. When the devil said, look, I will give you riches. I will give you fame. Now, obviously, the devil doesn't come with, with a horn and, and, a, and a prong and dress in red and say, I'm the devil. No, it comes as angel of light. I will give you that promotion if only you will sin. If only you will compromise. I will fill your church. If only you will change the message. Okay? I will give you that promotion if only you will cut corners. Okay? I will give you that child if only. And this is always the, the modus operandi of the devil. The Bible, the Bible says that it showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them. This is what you are missing. Okay, and many of us, we are in this rat race because we are looking at the unbelievers. We are looking at the, the secular people, the wicked people. Sometimes the righteous seems to suffer a lot. It seems to, to, <laughs> to actually work for everything until he went to the temple and he saw the end of the wicked. The devil is always coming, showing people the way of shortcut. I will give you this. I will give you that. The Bible says that it showed him all the kingdoms of the world. You know, the financial kingdoms, the political kingdoms, the academic kingdoms, the entertainment kingdom, the fashion kingdoms. We can go on and on, the legal kingdom. We can go on and on and on, the medical kingdom. You know, climbing the corporate ladders. And what is the devil asking you? In return, the Bible says that what will he profit a man? What will he profit a woman? If he gains the whole world, but lose his own soul. We will come back to this modus operandi of the devil when we saw how he pulled the first man down. But he used the same thing on the second man. But this is the man par excellence. The Lord Jesus said unto him, get you behind me, Satan, because he had the authority. He is the authorized one. This was what the first man, the first woman, this is what, what they didn't use. They had the dominion. They had the authority, but they didn't use it. The Lord Jesus said, get you behind me. And the devil had to do it. <laughs> For it is written, he said. For it is written. Because I have a dominion because of what God has written. Our dominion, remember, is based on that which God, our dominion is based on that which God has given. The Lord Jesus actually lived here on earth as the perfect man, as the man, the way God created it to be in the beginning. The difference here is that there is now sin. Whereas at the beginning there was no sin. There was no sin. The world is really, has been, you know, dipped into wickedness and evil and darkness. But he came. Say, get thee behind me, for it is written. The way we rule is by that which has been written, that which has been revealed of the will and the purpose of the king. Your will be done on earth as is being done in heaven. The Bible says that he has given us the, 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 the sword so that we can enforce his will upon the earth. And that is what God has called us to do. 
embrace the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, the shield of faith, will put on the whole armor of God and will begin to enforce the will of our Father. The devil doesn't have it to give. It's a lie. He doesn't have it to give. If it seems like, if there's an illusion that the devil is giving you something, it's going to take a lot. The devil has nothing to give. It's an illusion. It's a lie. Don't fall for it. The Lord Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. As a Christian, you have been, the authority, the dominion has been restored back to us, the Bible says. Now, I'm jumping ahead of myself. The Bible says that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every nation above things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. The Lord Jesus said, whatsoever we will ask the Father in his name, it will be done. The Bible says that we should resist the devil and he will flee from us. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That is who we are. That is the authority that we have. But just like the first humanity, we are not owners. We are stewards. We are here to, be, to, to, to reign as his deputy, to reign as his representative, to reign that his will and his purpose be done, to reign in righteousness for the glory of our King. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. And if you are listening to me, I don't know, maybe you have a false security because you have money, you have post, you have fame, you have favor. There's nothing wrong in those things by themselves. But if it is something the devil gave you, he will take it away from you. And you may have all those things, but do you have peace? Do you have joy? Do you have the blessing of God that make it rich and had no sorrow to it. Or more importantly, when this is all over, where are you going to spend eternity? If you belong to the devil in this world, you will spend eternity with the devil. But if you belong to God in this world, then you spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. So I'm begging you today, switch allegiance. It may cost you something temporarily, but it will, give, it will gain you something for eternity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. There is no other name given among men whereby we might be saved but the name Jesus. There is no other prophet. There is no other religion but Jesus. Because as a good king, as a righteous king, he paid the ultimate price so that you can be delivered. Come to him. Admit that you are a rebel. Admit your need of him. Ask him to come into your life. He will. He will save you. He will regenerate you. He will take that identity of evil and wickedness out of you and give you his own identity. He will work with you so that you can do exploit for him. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.